0: This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, welcome everyone to Chatting Human Design. I'm Janelle Turner and I'm so excited to have you here. I have another mental projector on today. I feel almost selfish every time I have mental projectors on because I love them so much. And I'm a mental projector, so we're going to have a little mental projector chat. And we're also going to talk about something that I don't think I've ever talked about on the podcast before, because I didn't feel comfortable. I wanted to know more before I said anything. um, Even though as a third line, I should just say stuff. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the transits a little bit later on too. So everybody welcome Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, thank you so much. I'm really excited
1: to Chat about mental projectorness
0: with you. Yeah. Rebecca's a one-three mental projector. She's a human design life coach. And why don't you tell us how you came to this system that we use? Okay. Hey, so I've always been interested in astrology, but it never really sunk
1: with me. It's like mm-hmm. I would try to learn it, but it just wasn't staying in my head. And it was about two and a half years ago. I I was cruising through podcasts and I think Aaron Claire Jones was on almost 30. And I was like, Ooh. what is human design? That's weird. I don't, it sounds like robots. I don't get it. Right. But, <laughs> but something, I just remember something was like, no, you got to listen to this. And after that, by the end of that episode, I was hooked and I just looked up Aaron Claire Jones and listened to like 20, whatever podcast she was on. And my one line took over and deep dove. And when I, um, When I found out I was a mental projector, I remember when I first looked at my chart, it was like I was remembering something, which was really bizarre to me because human design seems so much more complex than astrology. Mm -hmm. The system made sense. And I just felt such relief when I started unpacking what being a mental projector meant and you know, all the openness and all the conditioning that comes with that. And just the fact that I really do need to talk out loud to understand myself, which I always knew, but like people Mm -hmm. would call me selfish or they'd get annoyed by it or whatever. And so to have the permission to do that and say, no, this is actually what I need. Like if you're not, if you can't handle it, fine, but Mm -hmm. this is what I need. So I'm going to be around people that are okay with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially us, the people we are around and the places that we go to are really, really important to our energy. And I've just kind of been throwing that to the side and not really thinking about that because I want to be very independent. And it's like, who cares where I am or who I'm with? Like I'm me, but I can still be me and realize that as a mental projector, I'm heavily influenced by the outside world, which I used to hate because it feels like you're giving away control. Like here's, here's the control, which I am. And I don't like that. (laughs) So I think it's a. That's my biggest lesson. Um, still, I've been working with human designer for about four years, and from the beginning till now, it's this is the biggest lesson: is you think you've let go of control, but you you have it. You're you're doing it. You're doing it. But there's still so much more. And and each time that I realize that, I I I feel a little bit lighter. Like oh, okay, like I am doing it, but it's an always thing, and it's never gonna be completed. It's like dealing with your conditioning. It's never going to go away. You don't, you don't get your, get your conditioning to go away somehow. It's always there. Yeah. Right. And for us, especially with all of our openness, we have a lot of conditioning coming at us from a lot of different places, past, present, the crap we think about in the future because we we both have undefined heads right yeah yeah see so we can get bogged down with all that stuff and for me it was just seeing it being aware that it was there Mm
1: -hmm. and having
0: compassion with myself that Mm -hmm. it was okay that I couldn't just sweep all this stuff under the rug and pretend like everything was good and I was the responsible human being. Weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Same. I liked having the visual to see all the openness and think, oh, "Okay, I'm not crazy. This is just this is just my mechanics. Mm-hmm. This is just my system. And now mm-hmm. I know how to nurture it."
0: It's so funny that you, we both came to this in podcast. Mine was Jenna Zoe on the Balance Wand, okay. and I've had a very similar feeling with you. I was like, "This is this is weird." But they said if I put in my birth information, I could get a cool chart. So let's go look. Like I, that's kind of how I did it. Like it was astrology, yeah. like I was getting my sign or whatever. And then I saw it and I, it was very weird. And I realized a few months later that I had made a mistake and I had printed my birth time incorrectly. And mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at a ch- chart for a 3 5 sacral generator which is very completely opposite. So you got into this in a very first line way. I got into this in a super third line way by just fucking it all up at the beginning, (laughs) right at the start. And then got really upset and threw it away, broke those bonds. I was like, I hate this thing. It's stupid. And then I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't put it away. I just kept coming back to it. And finally I just accepted it. And I said, you know what? You mess that up at first, but now look at this. You're a mental projector. What? <laughs> like, there's a lot to, to get in with this thing. So let's, let's take a look at it. And at first I was afraid because like you said, it was very similar when I looked at, when I saw the mental projector chart, my mental projector chart, mm-hmm. I was like, I was almost like looking at a naked picture. I was like, I don't want to see this. Like, what what is this? It's too much. It's too much. And then I was like, oh, because this is who I am and it's making me very uncomfortable. So I I get it.
1: Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts in doing readings as well is those moments with people. Like one woman was cracking me up. She just would not speak the entire time. And she just had this look on her face. Like she was almost mad at me. And she's finally like, and you're like, what? "What Oh, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> but I, I, well, she
0: looks at me, she's like, why are you pulling all these boxes out of my closet? How do you know this stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I've done that before too. Or they'll make like a stinky face and you're like, oh, I I got something there. I had, I touched a nerve because they'll be like, oh. or they turn and they're like, don't, don't look at me. And you're like, mm, I see it. I see it. And that's the thing. And that was the thing I needed to turn on myself was, oh, stuff that i don't want to look at the stuff that i'm trying to like shove under the rug go oh no that's that's not really who i am let's let's play with the fun stuff of human design like that was kind of how i started it and then i realized that that wasn't really helping me too much so i joined a, a, a mentorship program with jess fields she's the person who introduced me to human design the most
1: I love her Instagram account. Um, I love her vibe. Yeah. She's great.
0: I do too. And this is probably going to come out currently. And if you love her Instagram account, like I love her Instagram account, you see that she's dating someone and she won't let us see who it is. And it's very mysterious and I love it so much. And I love her and I've been messaging her about it and she's very happy. So Oh, good. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I love her Instagram account too. But that little part about her hiding this, this person is, I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, where is it? But well, that's why I, I love it. Been on
1: Instagram very much lately, but I did see her post a while back where she, she basically came out and um was like, you know, I'm not just straight.
0: And I was like, good yeah. for
1: you. It was just so empowering. Yeah. And you can see it in her demeanor, just this picture that she posted. And I was like, love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're off on a tangent, but I'll I'll get us back. I have some. I think I have some questions. Yeah, I do. So, right now, what are you having fun with experimenting in your human Um, design?
1: Gosh, so much. Um, you know, all the all the deconditioning that happens. I know we're going to talk about the transits, and I've been paying attention to those as well too, especially with this. 1949 lit up right now, um, but TikTok has been blowing up for me. And one thing I always yeah. said, like my whole life, is that I wish I could just be a professor. I've always felt like a teacher. I just want to take in information and then synthesize it and share it with people. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I've been doing on TikTok. And so that's been so much fun to really embody that and to understand that aspect because it's it's literally been my dream. And the more I look at my chart, the more I'm like, oh, because that's literally all I'm made for. Like that's, that's yeah, what I'm we're thinking. here to
0: share. We're going to, we're going to try some stuff and share. You're here to <laughs> investigate and try some stuff and yeah. share. <laughs> I know it's so simple, but it's, it's all, it's so complicated at the same time. But then I, I try to get myself back. Like you said, the simple things I, it's very funny that you said that because I, I always try to remember, I'm like, what are you here to do? You're here to share you, people will, will Come and you will guide them, but that you're doing that through sharing. So start there, because that's right. The that's starting like, point. Because
1: <laughs> I know a lot of projectors get stuck on the invitation thing, but I'm like, I, I love the lighthouse analogy. Like you've got to stand tall and shine bright mm-hmm. so that people can find you.
0: Yeah, especially with social media, we if you want to put something out there, you put it out there, yeah. and. It might come out in different ways, depending on your profile. If you, if you're a mental projector, especially um, like you said, you like to put out information mm-hmm. and I do too, but it's a much more of a, I did this thing this way and it kind of got messed up. So try it this way. <laughs> like, so 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 go it, here. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I've been trying to share the transits on my stories and I've been doing it in different, like, I don't know how to do it. I tried a green screen. Like, I'm just going to try a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I really don't care who sees things that I put out and who doesn't. I just want to share it. And I suppose I trust in the universe that who's supposed to hear it and see it, will see it. And yeah, absolutely. That. absolutely. that's what I think. Trust in, the, trust in the universe is a hard, it's a hard one for me, but I, <laughs> I, I'm working on I- it.
1: I've had to learn to do that. Well, some life experiences really pushed me through that. I think my Saturn return was like, you will trust me now we're doing this and everything blew up, but it's worked out so far.
0: Yeah. Why don't you tell us about what happened before your Saturn return a little while before.
1: Um. One, well, one way I connected with you is like listening to your podcast Um. and one story you told about being an ultra responsible kid. And I was like, I'm so glad that you shared that story because that's how I felt. Like in first grade, I got an alarm clock. I got myself up. I got myself dressed, did all the things, Wow. And, you know, first grade. And I was like that forever. And then I met a boyfriend in high school. We got engaged 18, two weeks after high school graduation. I mm-hmm. got married at 20, had a kid at 22, another kid at 25 mm-hmm. and I, I didn't finish college because my first son was born three days before my last year of school. And I was just too tired to keep up. Yeah. And, um, their dad was air force. And so we knew when he finished, he was going to go in the air force. Um, and so I was a stay-at-home mom, but then when I made it to 32, we got divorced and I had spent half my life with this guy. And so I had spent my whole time um, you know, being ultra responsible, <clears throat> trying to do all the right things. You know, we were going to church. I was like praying every day and doing, ch- making all the checklist of what I was supposed to do to be responsible uh-huh. and be right. And, and then to find myself as a single mom at 32, I didn't have a college degree. I didn't have any work experience. I didn't have any way to make money for myself. Yeah. And I managed to finish my degree So I graduated with a degree in communication. I was so proud. And my kid's dad actually did help me with that. He, he gave me like two years, um, to help. And then he, he's like, okay, you're on your own, (laughs) (laughs) which I like at the time I, I was so, I was so conditioned and like, so terrified of everything. I was like, okay. And then now I look back and I'm like, honey, no, you, you deserved more time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand that.
1: Um, you know, three line learning. And so now it's just been, you know, that was all around Saturn return when it was starting to fall Uh apart. And then so right after that is when we got divorced. And then since then, it's been a lot of unlearning things. And now at 40, you know, I finally got to this point where I invested a lot of money in myself last year for coaches and to get my own business running and to do all this stuff. And And like we're talking about before, like, look at me, I have no debt. I've done all this stuff and I had all these check marks. And now it's kind of hard, honestly, because I'm like, oh, well, now I have debt. Me too. But it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's because I was investing in my business and I'm doing this thing that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. this long-term goal. And so, you know, also learning the three line, like, okay, there's no mistakes. Just let the body kind of guide me and I'll bump into stuff. But it's going to turn into wisdom. So yeah. there's no such thing as mistakes.
0: Yeah. You're totally right. That's so funny. Like, yeah, I, I had, I have a little bit of debt now too. And it was freaking me out. And I said something to my best friend and she goes, Janelle, everybody has debt. And for some reason, just her saying that to me, like it took some, it took some of the pressure off and I was like, oh, okay. Like she's right. Normal like, now. like Okay. Yeah. Well, cause I just to me, like paying interest, like really, it feels very irresponsible. Yes. You know? And, but at this point I'm like, you know what? It's just something that you have to do. Like I have car that I pay interest on and and I don't worry as much about that one because I, I have to have the car. So I'm, I'm trying to let myself off the hook for being an American human basically. Right,
1: right. Well, and I think it's taught me a lot about the flow of money because I've always had such a lack mentality mm-hmm. and just held on to any money that I had. Me too. And now it's like, okay, let's let it out and let's let it in and let's get in that flow and the, you know, masculine and feminine mix. And it's really helped with that. But man, it's been unpacking that financial trauma is a huge thing.
0: Oh my God. It's, it's one of the hardest things because it's so scary and we both have undefined spleen. So like the, that fear is real. And I don't know about you, but growing up, my mother was very much like, don't ever go into debt. Don't get credit cards, turn off all the electricity, never use the air conditioner. Like she like bore into my mind. Don't spend money. Don't get credit cards. Like don't do any of those things. And so like, yeah, growing up, I didn't get a credit card until I was in my early twenties because I was like, no, that's bad. You shouldn't have credit cards. Those are bad. And then I realized like, well, in this society, you kind of have to have it to get stuff or else they don't get, let you get stuff. So right. I got over that one quick, but yeah, she really got it into my mind that money was terrifying and I should always be afraid of it and I should keep it as much as I possibly can. And only spend it if I am needing food or shelter or clothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Well, and like you said, with the undefined spleen, I think one thing that I've really had to unpack is my kid's dad has a defined spleen with every single gate lit up. Oh my goodness. You know, so that's something that human design really helped me heal when I looked at that. It's like, that's why... I've felt so attached to him and why I've been so terrified. It took years after the divorce to, um, try to be on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I need him. I can't survive without him. The okay. Spleen was grabbing you. Yes. Yes. So I think that's been instrumental in my healing is yeah. learning
0: for that. anyone listening. Um, that's a great point. The spleen is where we hold on to things that aren't good for us mm-hmm. because we're too afraid to let them go. And that's a real classic thing for a lot of people is what will happen after I let this thing go? I'm too scared, so I'm going to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, people with undefined spleens are naturally attracted to defined spleens. They feel good. My husband is a defined spleen as well, so I understand that completely. <laughs> um, he's spleen sacral heart, sacral Ooh. generator 2-4. I call him the caveman. <laughs> because he's very caveman energy to me and um it's he's a little, very opposite from me except that he's so open he's only three centers as a uh, defined centers as a generator yeah yeah so and it makes so much sense because the places where i f- i feel like we really um are similar are a lot of open center places (laughs) where, (laughs) and the places where I feel like I'm looking at him like, oh, I wish I had, he has a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. and it's just like general confidence. It's not, he has confidence in specific things, but he just is like, yeah, everything will work out great. We're doing the best that we can do. Like it's all going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. And I, when we first got together and he would say like, everything's going to be okay. I was like, how, how do you know? Explain, show me like how it will be okay. I need to see it. I need a timeline of what it will be. Okay. How? Yes. But he just knows and he's been right. Like everything's always been okay. So it really has helped his defined heart has really helped me gain confidence that like I'm going to be okay on a day, day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. I think is defined spleen too. Cause it takes a lot of my fears away. I still have them, mm-hmm. but I process them. I try to process them in a logical way. Hello, define Ajna. I'm like, right. okay, so why do you have this fear? What's happening? And when I'm around him, it's easier to push through. Like that's how it's put in human design. When you have fears like the fear of failure or, um, the fear of the past or really Mm -hmm. fears that you can't do anything about, you're supposed to just push through, like just move through. And it sounds very like, oh, let's go. Like, like it's going to be an easy thing, but it's not easy at all. Um, but he helps with that for me. He helps me. And I don't know if it's just like, I get a mental picture of his chart and I'm like, oh, there's that heart. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> and I push through. Oh, there's a spleen. Come on, let's go. And I push through. And I don't know if that helps me to know that he has that. Mm-hmm. And it might even be a placebo effect of me pro- projecting that on him, going, Oh, he's this, he's got all this stuff. So I'm gonna take it and use it. So I don't even know sometimes, <laughs> but I know that it's helpful. <laughs> so, That's all matters. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's really neat that other people's energy can do that for us. And yes. we talk about, a lot about other people's energy affecting us and it can a- come across as negative a lot of the time, especially solar plexus energy, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, like, I don't want that. But there are times when other people's energy, you can use it to your advantage and you can yeah. help move things through energetically. It can help you initiate things. If you speak to a manifestor or around a manifestor, a lot of times for me, especially they will help me init- start something that I'm really having a hard time starting. They get me to see that the start is really a lot easier and smaller of a step than I'm making it up here. Um, right, clusters are really like powerful. <laughs> or I think, well, I'm still on the one thing, I'm just thinking of the myriad of ways that it can go and how I can mess yeah. it up and what's gonna happen. <laughs> like I play all the, I just play all the scenarios in my head. Mm -hmm. When, when I learned about the undefined head, um, and that we think about things that don't matter. That is literally what I thought. I was like, oh my God, all those scenarios, every scenario I'll play in my head. Those are the things that don't matter. (gasps) Holy moly. Like that one, there's been times in human design where I've like had little mind blown things and Mm -hmm. G center learning about that was one and learning about the undefined head and that I was really causing a lot of stuff for myself. Like I was really giving myself a lot of anxiety from up here. Um, I feel like we can create anxiety in other um, centers of our bodies as well. Obviously, spleen, fear, the right. uh, root gives me a lot of go anxiety. But this this undefined head is where I really get like the worry and the doubt and the what if this, what if this, what if this, but what if this like? that has always been something that's grabbed me. I was almost put on, um, anti-anxiety medications in my early twenties because of that. And I declined. (laughs) I'm not really a medication person. It really freaks me out. Um, my parent, huh? Bodies are just so sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And my, um, my mom and dad were alcoholics and my mom, um, was also addicted to Vicodin at one point in her life. And so I have like a real aversion to medic- medication, like to mm-hmm. pills in general. I, it's a lot of it is because of that. But just as you said, I feel like I'm, I'm good. Like when they told me I needed, I should go on an anxiety medication. I was like, well, what else can I like? What else? And that's when I first started to really get into yoga and um, really prioritizing uh, working out. I used to work out a lot harder. I used to be really into fitness, really into like spin classes and running and like Mm -hmm. really high cardio. Mm -hmm. And it was very helpful for me at the time, I think, because it helped with a a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept it up too long and now I have a lot of overuse injuries in my body and I can't do those things anymore, but I still got my yoga and my walking. And so- And those, like I, those are like non-negotiable things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation now too is another non-negotiable that I have mm-hmm. because it really helps me with all the stuff up here, like, a, like yeah. a lot. Because this was this was getting me for a long time. Um, it still pops up every now and then, but the not self theme of you're thinking about things that don't matter is so like. I'll say it in my head, you're thinking about things that don't matter. And it like flip, flip, flips the switch. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I am. And then I'll try to focus on something else. I'm like, give me something else to focus on. <laughs> yes. I used to just start
1: naming things in front of me just to get me present.
0: And oh I'm my like... gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause we can get like, who like way down in rabbit holes, future rabbit holes, past, present, like all of them, like all of yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. And it's great because that, our Ajnas are very powerful, and we can use them to conceptualize, and it really helps us to be certain very quickly, like, oh, yes, that's for me. Oh, no, that's not for me. Like, I've been able to do that for since I was a child, and my, my mom always said, well, well, you should think about it, and, and it's like, a lot of times, I'm very like, no, yes. Now I know as a mental projector, I should talk it out and, and be in different environments, but a lot of times, my initial no or yes is correct. And I think it's because of the defined Ajna and the fact that I can logically reason with myself about why something is good or bad very quickly, like why it would be benefit me to do this thing or not. Like I can really, I, I can like figure that out really fast. And I'm like, yes, no. And do you think
1: it's part of your cross gates too, being
0: in the G center, like knew that direction feeling. Yeah. 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 I never really thought of that. Yeah, because that makes sense because it's like direction without direction. It's like, it's like direction without where, does it, where is it coming from? Like it's really not coming from anywhere. That does make sense. I never thought of it like that. See, this is why I love this freaking podcast is because y'all tell me stuff and I'm like, I didn't think about that. And my incarnation cross is one of those ones where when I learned about it, I was like, mm, this is weird. I don't really know what this means. I'm going to look at other stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I had a reading, and there and my tail was like, Tao, yeah as, yeah, as a mental projector, this is actually a pretty important part of your chart. Like defined gates in undefined centers are pretty important. like you should look at those, especially these four, obviously. Yeah. And everybody's Incarnation Cross is an important part of their chart. but when you don't have a whole lot to go off of, like <laughs> yeah. you and I, Right. There's certain things that you, that, that sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's a thing. And it does keep popping up in my life. Like you lead without leading, lead without leading. And that's what I'll I'll tell myself. And I'm trying to figure out what that looks like still, but that's very much the feeling I have. The energy that I have is I'm here to lead without lead, (laughs) without like traditional leadership energy or mentality. I'm not here to stand up on, you know, a stage and go listen to my voice and do exactly what I say. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't even know how that would go. Like that would be, (laughs) so it makes a lot more sense to me that it's more about, oh, Hey, like I tried this and this was really cool. Or whenever I talk about human design, I always talk about it in, in the way that it really gave me a lot of clarity to show me that things are unclear. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's a whole lot of, it's like a whole dichotomy for us as as mental projectors is uh, the more we get, we see the less that there there is to see,
1: I think. Yes. Well, it's reminding me, I was listening to Teo in Alive at one point and he was describing being mental projector as like, in a canoe without a paddle in the fog and it's raining and there's nobody else around it's like we yeah have no, no guidance and when he said that I almost started crying I was like he's so right like that's how I feel mm-hmm. and he yeah. talked about how we essentially need to ride on somebody's coattails in a way
0: he words things so wonderfully oh, yeah. right yes. I know I listened to him and my undefined G is like I want to do this. How do I do this? How do I sound like that? Like I want the words to come out and sound like that. Right. And, well, that's and a, I, two four magic. I feel like yeah. And he's been in his experiment for I think almost ten years now. And yeah, he's he's really intelligent. And yeah, whenever he's I listened to his live, um, he's talking about uh, Gate thirty six, mm. the our our son Gate right now. Mm. Um, we talk about the transits and the way he spoke about it. I was like. I didn't like, I didn't even, I I knew this was what it was, but I couldn't pull these words and this imagery out of it. And Now he does it. And it's just like, okay, I understand it now. And it's so crazy to me because some of the times when he talks, it's very intellectual. Mm -hmm. And I usually am that usually i get lost very quickly. And I get, I don't, I can't focus when things get too intellectual. Um, and dry but he's not dry when he does it and I feel like I'm really smart I'm like oh my god I can't believe I'm understanding what he's saying this is amazing so yeah he makes me feel really smart and (laughs) I just I really enjoy the the words he chooses the way he chooses to convey how how, what he's got up here he's Mm -hmm. really good at it he should have a podcast (laughs) I would listen to it in a second. So <laughs> I think I've mentioned transits a few times, so I guess we'll we'll just jump right into it. This transits for me, when I first learned about them, was difficult for me to explain, and I wanted to be able to share it in a way that made sense. So I like to think of it as universal energy that we're all experiencing at this time. The planets are moving around... Um, In human design, it's called a rave mandala. When you see your chart normally, it's just a regular chart with the centers and the gates. A lot of people don't see the rave mandala, which is a circle around that little chart. And that's how the planets move around the gates. And that helps me to visualize it more because obviously the planets move in a circle. So they're moving through the gates and they move at different time or different speeds. So we experience this energy for various amounts of time, two years, maybe for some of it. (laughs) um, And we're all getting a taste of it. It doesn't change our design. It doesn't make us a different type or authority or whatever. Mm -hmm. It gives us a little taste of stuff that we might not experience in our normal human design chart. And this can cause a myriad of things. Yeah, happen and it can be wonderful but it can also be a little bit challenging especially for anyone who has a lot of openness in their design because mm-hmm. this is stuff that we're not feeling a lot I've done a, I did a, a a chart for a gentleman who was a manifesting generator with eight defined centers his mm-hmm. emotional center was his only undefined center which wow. I thought I know. I was like, that is actually really crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And so for him, a lot of this trans energy is familiar because he's got a lot of this already. Yeah. For for Rebecca and myself, it's new and different every time it happens. We're like, oh hey, there's <laughs> that defined root energy. I knew I was feeling anxiety right. about something. <laughs> I knew it. That's the one that gets me the most. And I've said this multiple times is yes. when defined root energy happens in the transits, it gives me a lot of anxiety that I don't have enough time. And then I start ultra planning my days and I know it's there.
1: <laughs> yes, it's that extra sense of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's there right now. It's there right now with the channel that you spoke about earlier in 1949 channel of sensitivity yeah um obviously it's it kind of is what it sounds it connects the root center to the emotional solar plexus and it kind of amps up our ability to I think it gives us like a hypersensitivity to other people's stuff I feel like right is that is that how you're feeling it
1: yes and it's interesting I've always had a hard time describing this channel I don't know Mm -hmm. why
0: um, root root energy is hard for me to describe too. I'm always like it just means go, it just means you don't have time. Right? <laughs> don't just a lot of pressure and adrenaline. Yeah, it just sucks. It's really <laughs> annoying and it sucks. And I don't want to talk about it. So let's go, <laughs> go to the spleen. No, Just kidding. So yeah, how does how do you feel about 1949 sensitivity? I don't know. It's been interesting. Well, especially so when we're
1: talking about how we connect to other people's energies, you know, my kids when they're around I feel solid because we connect all nine centers like we've got a good thing and then when they go to their dads it's like all the energy depletes out of me oh yeah Mm -hmm. and then I become extra
0: sensitive to the transits too I feel like and so (laughs) because you're in your own aura you're in your mental project aura and you're feeling it I know what you mean
1: yes and so I remember I think I woke up woke up yesterday just immediately with that anxiety feeling I was like okay what's going on. And I looked at it because I hadn't looked at the transits in a couple of days. Okay. We're just going to ride this wave. Mm -hmm. So I'm just taking it. I'm choosing to see the perspective of this is giving me a chance to really understand this channel so that I can communicate it Mm -hmm. to people who have it when
0: I do a Mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, I really want to understand how to communicate this to other people because I don't have it myself. So how do I communicate it properly? I feel very similar and when i when we get to feel it in the transit it's like okay this is this is what it is and as i'm talking about it, i want to make sure listeners that you know that the transits change a lot so yeah. it might be different when you're listening to this but if you have the 1949 channel of sensitivity that's what we're talking about so you have that and you'll consistently have access to a lot of other people's wants and and needs and, and, and desires, and you're going to be feeling all that stuff and you're going to be sensitive to all the things. And to me, it just, it's, it is what it sounds like emotionally sensitive Mm -hmm. to what's going on around you. And that can, you can become really wise and use that energy and that information to really empathize with other people and to really practice observing rather than getting in the emotional energy, um, or it's just going to get you and it goes either way. And it happens. It can be one day you're like, feel like you're the, I feel like this sometimes like I'm the observing queen and I'm just like, Oh, look, I'm just watching everything and nothing's affecting me. And then the next day it's like, everything's affecting me and I have no boundaries against anything. And it's just like, Whew. and it's, that's the inconsistency of someone with a chart like mine and a chart like yours is we can't predict it and that's something I used to really beat myself up about was like you need to figure out how to be on a consistent level of energy and doing stuff every day all day look at all these people with nine to five jobs look at them all doing it did you do that did you ever compare like look at how easily all these other people are doing it why can I why Oh, I was a
1: super generator for a while. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Just trying to keep up Mm -hmm. because I wanted to do the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever had the question of like, why can't I do it? It was just like, push yourself harder to-
0: Oh, I can do it. Why can't I do it? It was, oh, I can do it. Watch me do it. (laughs) Here I go, people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that at the restaurant a lot. I'm very, I'm really fast, and I can take a lot of tables. I'm very efficient, and I'm really good at prioritizing. Very projector-like of me. And when I'm there, I'm like, yeah, like give me all the tables. I got all the things. I'm no, I'm not freaking out. I'm, I'm great. But I know it's not good for my energy. But when I'm there, I hijack. Um, right. I have everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I also have gate thirty four, which is. Okay. Manifest and generator energy anyway. And yeah. so yeah, when I'm there, I'm sure I link up with with people and I'm jacking all their sacral energy and mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel good. And I know that it's doing things to my body that ultimately are not going to be good. And so I I I am actively trying to exit that situation. But when I'm there, I know that I'm really good at it and I see it and I I, I give myself, I'm like, good job, Janelle. Look, you're really good at this. Like, it's not great that you have to be in the spot, but you're pretty darn good at it. So continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can leave forever. (laughs) So, so yeah, 1949 is, is defining the root center and the solar plexus emotional center in transits. So you're going to, you can get a little bit of sample of this energy. Um, I feel like the emotional center is almost always defined in the transit somehow, some some way. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got um, a really fun channel, forty-three twenty-three, that's yeah. in the south node and north node right now, which is the energy of where you've been and the energy of where you're going. So kind of neat. And the forty-three twenty-three has a lovely name in human design. It's called the freak to genius. I love this. Channel. I do too. Everybody loves this channel. Anytime I mention this in a reading, people are like, oh, "I'm a genius," and then they are hooked, hooked. Right. And what it means is, um, it con- it connects the Ajna to the throat. So your conceptualization, conceptualization, that's a hard one, center to your throat. So people who normally have this channel defined, and for all of us right now in this moment that I'm talking. <laughs> might get some downloads of information that don't really make sense or don't come to you in a traditional way of information you just get a plop oh here it is and the that's the 43 and then the 23 says this is how you get it out and then you put it out into the world and you see what happens because (laughs) some people will really gravitate to what you have to say and you will be a genius to them and other people will be like I don't I don't understand, I don't understand this. You're a little, you're a little ahead of me. You're a little out there. I don't get this. (laughs) And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, where it goes. When you have this energy, it is best to get it out there, to put it out. And some people aren't going to understand you and that's okay. And that's just what this energy is about. And, um, thinking about it in the transits for me, it's like, it helps one, give me confidence to say some of the weird stuff that I think, but also it gives me a little bit of pause. Cause I'll go, Oh, this is an energy that I'm not used to having. Let's think about how we're going to let's conceptualize how we're going to say this. Let's mm-hmm. use this Ajna to conceptualize how this is going to come out. And for me, as a third line, that looks like a lot of trying it out in different <laughs> ways, um, on Instagram and, and that's just how it goes for me right now. But the 2343 is a really cool energy. Um, I have a few friends with it who have it all the time. And it it really does play out like that where they'll say stuff. And I'm like, either I don't get it or I'm like, ah, oh, I know this is your 4323. So yeah, <laughs> even if I don't get it.
1: <laughs> I know my older son has this in his conscious sun and earth, And he's mm. also a
0: protector. And Excellent.
1: his entire life, he's just blurted out amazingness. I'm like, you know, like in first grade, he's watching stuff um with Stephen Hawking. Oh wow. Like, telling me about stuff. So it's been really fun, like like observing that in him.
0: Yeah. that yeah, it's a really cool energy. And um, like I said, it connects the Aja to the throat. And the throat in human design is called the Manifestation Center. And then it's different than when people talk about manifestation and other wellness, um, aspects, because we're not talking about manifesting what you want, like thinking about what you want and calling in what you want. It's not what it is. It's more logical, which is probably why I like it. (laughs) Um, it literally means putting stuff out, putting words out, putting actions out, putting things out into the universe and all of your human design energy, all the gates, are moving towards this one spot. They all want to get to the throat. So it's a really powerful center in human design. And when it's defined in transits, use your voice, do the stuff, like put things out. For me, it's always defined. And for you, it is always defined. So (laughs) I'm getting used to really using my voice. The podcast has helped a ton, but I used to be very... I, I didn't think anyone cared about what I had to say or what I did. So Mm -hmm. I was, you know, C, responsible, quiet. Like that's how I was. Um, I almost got held back in first grade because I was antisocial because I wouldn't speak to people because I didn't think anyone cared. (laughs) Like I was like, no one I'm just here. Like there's nothing special about me. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, human design has shown me that not only, am I ridiculously special but everybody is in their own unique way Mm -hmm. and I didn't really think that before so um yeah I guess on that note I'll ask you if there's anything else that you would like to share about transits or human design in general or anything
1: oh man um it's just it's changed my life for the better it's been amazing and I'm so grateful, and especially with learning the transits. I'm kind of like you. It took me a while to get into it. We have got one line and fear motivation, and so I had to get to a place of realizing that I'm never going to get to the bottom of the information, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Just keep learning. Mm-hmm. And, but learning the transits helped so much because it, like we talked about, I would get stuck in my head so much, too, and mm-hmm. just could be so negative and so terrified of everything And then I was scared to talk to people because it seemed like it just made people mad. (laughs) But then learning the transits and realizing, okay, I'm feeling this kind of anxiety and this pressure right now. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with me. Exactly. It's just what's happening right now. And so how can I use this for today? Like literally every day is different. I wake Mm up, who am I today? What's happening? And sometimes there's days where I get to cry all day. Some days there's days where I'm, really productive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we just have to work on being accepting and compassionate towards ourselves about the fact that it's always going to be that inconsistency. Yes. While we're searching for the consistency, that's, it's always going to be an inconsistent thing. And I have gate five, so I like routines, but Mm -hmm. like I have specific ways I like my morning to go, but Mm -hmm. the rest of my days are like Whatever, however this is gonna go, like I might have readings or podcasts or nothing. And I still find myself, and I think it's my undefined route, like making to-do lists like in my calendar, of like, okay, this is the day you're gonna clean the house and this is the day you're gonna do the laundry and this is it never happens on those days. It never does. It's mm-hmm. always like, oh, I feel I don't feel it today, I'll do it tomorrow, or I really feel it today. I will do it today instead of tomorrow and I'm allowing myself to do all of it, to make the lists, even though I know they're not going to be go that way. I'm just letting myself write it down. And and I think what it is, is it's like a conscious uncoupling essentially (laughs) of me saying, okay, at one point, you're going to be writing less on this list and less and less because you're not going to need to see it as much. And that's, what's been happening is, uh, I'll I'll go to the right side of my calendar, which is just like general notes for the week, and I'll be like, okay, for the week, do this, this, and this, and I won't figure out the day. And then it's like, oh well, whenever that comes up, that's when that happens. And mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's really I think this is part of me seeing everywhere that I try to take control and letting go, and then seeing where I'm still I still have control where I don't think where I thought I let go and letting go some more. And it's like you said, it's, learning it's been a crazy process, but human design has really changed the way that I look at myself and the world and other people.
1: Yes. I just feel like it gives so much compassion for mm-hmm. yourself and everybody, because I see so much beauty in it all. And then when you go deeper in the gene keys and looking at shadow and gift and just realizing there's just a shadow aspect and a gift aspect to everything on our chart. And that's all it is. And mm-hmm. the shadow is just a guidepost to help mm-hmm. you understand you're off track a little bit. And that's fine. Let's turn around and go back where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so that has helped with the surrender process as well. And to just love myself so much more. And to the times that I've guided other people to loving themselves through their chart has mm-hmm. been. So- beautiful but I'm, I'm cracking up thinking about the list that you were talking about because I made this huge list yesterday like just to get it out because it was all in my head mm-hmm. oh that's because my root was like yelling at me mm-hmm. so I just write down the list I just I'm like okay here's all the stuff that's on my mind and then I just yeah yeah like, and
0: I thought that that was the part the bad part I thought that's what I was doing wrong was making the list I thought that was the, the thing and then I finally realized no sometimes you just need to get it out yeah uh, where you need to to, to curb yourself is the pressure and the anxiety and the negativity you put on yourself when you don't do every single thing mm-hmm. on the list.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and so that's, that's really where I'm like, Oh, okay. It's okay to write. Cause anytime I would write, I'm like, you shouldn't even be writing this down. Like who you're a mental projector, who cares what you're doing tomorrow. <laughs> and now I realize that sometimes it's just, I just have to put it down. And then when I get there, I can practice. Okay this I don't have to do. It's cool. I'll move to this. This will be later. Like, it's like a trick, a brain trick. So (laughs) so don't, don't get mad at yourself, people for making the lists, but look at how (laughs) much anxiety and pressure you put on yourself to do the stuff, especially if you're a non-sacral projector, manifester, reflector, because you just don't know when you're going to have the energy to do the laundry. You just don't. And when you do, then you do. And you do your laundry dance and you fold all your clothes and put them away. I don't do that, but some people do. My (laughs) sister-in-law, she's like one of those people who does her laundry and immediately folds it and puts it away, like immediately. Are you one of those people? Yeah. You are? I'm not not like looking at you like like you're a monster or anything, I swear. That's like, I don't know. That's like a level of, I like really am loving that responsibility right now. (laughs) i feels really good. I'm like, Oh, that's so responsible of you. I love it. (laughs) Oh, great. I'm glad that you're one of those people. I I am not one of those people. Um, (laughs) this has been super duper fun and I'm glad that we got together and chatted and I love talking to mental projectors because I feel like you get me, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's cool. And for people like us who get other people pretty easily to have other people get us it's like oh this is neat i like this so yes to be seen it feels so
1: good yeah it's
0: pretty neat and you don't really have to do anything it's just your energy it's like "Mm, i know this this is familiar to me (laughs) so yeah thank you again for coming on and having this conversation with me and um where can we find you give us your tiktok too because i know people will want to find it
1: I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Rebecca.fullheart. Rebecca is R-E-B-E-K-A. And I've been on TikTok more lately. Mm-hmm. Not so much on Instagram, but I go back and forth. It just depends on what's happening. Okay. Do you have a website? Um I have it's in my it's in my bio. Uh, okay. But it's on teachable. So it's okay. fullheart.teachable.com. Excellent. And I have I have a free guide on there actually for authorities and it has information about each authority. It has guided meditations and visualizations and journal oh. like ways to really get in touch with your authority. So that's that was a lot of fun to create. And then I have other
0: courses on there, like digital courses. Excellent. I'll just check those out. Well, thank you again for coming on. And everybody, thanks for listening to these Mental Projectors chat. I will catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye, thanks so much for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.